Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. So thank you so much for joining me for episode 10 of the Adventure Games Podcast. I cannot believe that we've reached 10 episodes already. So thank you so much to everyone listening and for your support as well, which is really, really appreciated. And hopefully there'll be many more episodes to come. So this week I am joined by Thomas Pex again. But before we get to talk about these games, I just wanted to talk about some adventure game news that's been happening the last week. And we start with Draugen. A new story trailer has been released for Draugen. It was released on Thursday. And in this trailer, we get to know a little bit more about the story and release date. So for those who don't know, this game is developed by being developed by Ragnar Tornquist, who made The Longest Journey and the Dreamfall series. And in this game, it's 1923, you play as an American called Edward Charles Harden. You are traveling to Norway to search for your missing sister. You are with Lizzie, a gregarious, independent and enigmatic young woman who helps you search for your sister and you unearth the darkness that lies beneath the picturesque surface of the mountains and fjords of rural Norway. Uh, now, this game is a little bit different to The Longest Journey and Dreamfall in that it is first person. I'm still really looking forward to this. It looks amazing from the trailer. The story looks really intriguing. The voice acting looks really good. And we know that Ragnar can write some really incredible characters. So it is due to be released in May. So not long at all to wait for this game. So I really can't wait to try it out. And next we have new game from Kayan. The studio that brought you Mist and most recently Abduction. Their new game is called Firmament. Now in this game, uh, the story goes, you wake in a glacial cavern, you enter a dark chamber, and in this chamber you find an ancient table with a teacup on one end and a frozen body slumped over the other. The corpse's hands hold an exquisite clockwork device which is held out like an offering. You reach for the device and suddenly... A small wear. A blue glow is birthed from its core as it comes to life and lifts from the outstretched palms of the rigid stranger. It hovers above you, watching. An apparition appears with a message from the woman that left this gift. She planned to mentor you, but something has gone terribly wrong. An immense, unexpected adventure now lies ahead. So, this game, uh, similar to Mist and Abduction, it's first person. You explore vast, incredibly detailed and beautiful world. But instead, this game, it's not entirely solitary because you uh, you interact with, as I mentioned, this clockwork device, which, while it doesn't talk to you, it does understand you and will help you resolve the puzzles. And also, this game is being developed both for PC and VR. And there's a trailer on its Kickstarter page. It looks beautiful. It looks incredible. And Kayan are calling it a deeply immersive narrative adventure game, which stays true to the storytelling, artistic integrity, and inventive 
puzzles that Cayenne holds dear. So Firmament is due to be released in July 2020. And next, Variety have an article which featured The Walking Dead the final season. And here it goes into detail and goes behind the scenes on how Skybound Games Entertainment saved The Walking Dead the final season and helped to make sure that the final two episodes were released. So that's a very interesting read for any fan of The Walking Dead games. Uh, must read for anyone there. The links will be in the show notes. And next is Black Sad Under the Skin. Uh, this has a release date. So this game is being developed by Pendulo Studios, who developed the Runaway series, and they developed Yesterday Origins. Now, this game in the early 1950s. Corruption, money, and fame plagued the world of sport, especially boxing. The owner of a boxing club is found dead, and his star boxer, who must soon fight an important match, is missing. To solve this case, anthropomorphic feline detective John Blacksad will have to investigate the seedy underbelly of New York City. Now, it's based on a French comic, and again, it looks beautiful. It's being published by Microids, and the game is set to be released in September 2019. Sticking with Microids, they, you might remember they developed uh, Siberia. They made si three games in this franchise. They are now releasing Siberia on Switch. So the fans can now play this game on a handheld device. And I played the first two, absolutely loved them. I haven't played the third one, but you can now play all three of them on the Switch when it's released and next is uh, now I spoke about Ragnar Tornquist before and Funcom the company where he used to work is releasing a new adventure game it is called Moons of Madness and it is described as Mars exploration meets Lovecraftian cosmic horror so you play as Shane Newhart you are stationed at Invictus and your security clearance means you're completely unaware of the existence of a mysterious signal. Your job is simply to keep the lights on until the transport ship Cyrano arrives, bringing with it a new team to take over your duties. However, soon you will discover strange and unusual setbacks. The security system is on lockdown, the greenhouse is flooded and there is Martian dust leaking into the infirmary. Things are starting to fall apart. You begin seeing and hearing things that aren't there, visions, hallucinations, or is that even what it is? Is this real, or are you slowly descending into madness? So, again, it's a new take on Lovecraft, but it's uh, Lovecraft on Mars. And also, from what I've read, that it's set in the world of The Secret World, which was an online RPG developed by Ragnar Tornquist while he was working for Funcom. So this is coming to PC, Xbox, and PS4 in Halloween 2019. So it's another interesting game to look out for. And finally, another game called Your Future Self is out now on Steam. So what if you could speak to your future self? What would you say? How would you, you respond? So that's the premise of this game. So... Again, you wake up, a disembodied voice tells you that you've been trapped in a time loop with your future self. They have committed a terrible crime in the near future. 
and according to this voice, the only way you can escape the loop is to convince your future self of the wrongness of their actions. So if you want to be free, you need to make sure to figure out the truth. So they call it a conversation map, and it looks, again, looks very interesting. And it is out now on Steam and itch.io. So now we will hear Thomas Bex reviewing Major's Initiation, Reign of the Elements. Please enjoy. This is the first thing that will come to mind when you see and play this game is Quest for Glory. Because this game, this whole game is one big love letter to Quest for Glory. You play the um, initiate uh, Dark, that's the apostrophe A-R-C. He is 16 years old and he is um, about to become a full-fledged mage, but he needs to complete three challenges. And the game starts by uh, exploring a bit of the of the of the tower where he's in and getting your first taste of magic and you go to the hallowed hall to where the the the, the maesters the, the the grand mages are who will give you your uh, your challenge but first you need to answer a few questions and the way you answer those questions determines which element you will be placed in. Um, so I played a water mage. I chose all the very good, the, the, the good answers, as in I chose to do all the, the good things. So helping people and uh, stuff like that. So I ended up uh, as a water mage and um, I got three quests to uh, fulfill before sunrise the next day. And you just go out, you start with the first quest and you explore the land a bit. It's not like it's a massive area, but it's uh, it's fun to explore. And it's got a few areas like a forest and a wasteland that is also a bit of a arcade uh, uh, element because you gain experience by um, finishing quests, by solving puzzles. And um, once you reach a certain level of experience, you get uh, four experience points to uh, hand out and that way your character grows and your magic becomes more powerful and every time you uh, successfully complete uh, one of the quests you get new spells that help you in the next element uh, so there is a distinct um, difference between the point and click part the adventure game part and the more rpg part where you actually fight now this is not for everyone of course the, the fighting part that is also something that quest for glory had where not every point and click adventure gamer loves that arcade element so they gave you the option of choosing the difficulty of the fights i played the game at the uh, easiest difficulty because i wanted to experience it for the story so um, i played that in the easiest and um, yeah, that, that's not too hard. Um, and even if you die, the game auto-saves right at the start of a dangerous situation. So you can always go to your auto-save. And of course, any experienced uh, adventure gamer knows to save a lot, save often, <laughs> save as much as you can. So uh -huh. that, that became uh, quite helpful. Now, along the way, you also have to make some choices that influence the end of the game, um, uh, whether you... Uh, kill certain people or let them go whether you um, go for ultimate power or are more like a restraint kind of mage and that all influences the way the story proceeds now at the end of the uh, of the game uh, once you've finished the main storyline so you have the three quests and then you have some sort of finale 
uh, with a nice little twist in it, uh, story-wise. And um, once you've done that, you get the option to export your character for the next chapter. This sounds like the game is is not completely over, like it doesn't, but it it is a complete story. So you can play this game, uh, finish the game, and feel that uh, that this quest is done, and then be happy that probably, hopefully, like next year or maybe the year after, uh, a part two will come out that uh, will allow you to continue the quest with uh, with your own character, Dark, and uh, go into his the next chapter of his life. And you do have to stay until after the credits, because just like now modern uh, blockbuster movies, this game has an after credit scene. A short one, but it's worth the wait. So um, all in all, I must say, I really, really enjoyed this game. It, okay. uh, yeah, it, it, it combined uh, great elements of, uh, of RPG and, and, um, and point and click adventure games. It is a perfect love letter to Quest for Glory. Um, and I, uh, yeah, I, I, I played it with, and I had a lot of fun playing it. And I'm probably going to play it again and then choose another faction, uh, answer the questions differently so I can uh, play the game by another element, which will give me um, some different spells, different uh, puzzles, uh, different story uh, beats, etc. So there is also uh, a, quite a bit of replayability in there as well. The voice acting is good. Um, Dark sounds like a 16-year-old uh, uh, snot, <laughs> snotty brat, <laughs> especially the uh, there. Yeah, there are some some British British-sounding characters in there. There is the, the voice acting is is good. There is um, a distinct difference between the pixel art you see during the game and the animation of the cutscenes. That is that feels a bit a bit off. Uh, not that it's bad or anything, but it, right, yeah. it clashes a bit with the other with the other artwork. I I do really really like the pixel art in the main game. Um, that's that's very well done. Um, the only uh, thing I ran into was during the um, the combat, where you can can control uh, either by clicking where you want the character to go, or you control them old fashioned with the keyboard, and that felt a bit clunky. That felt a bit mm. too old fashioned. Um, if you run into um, into an object, then you will get stuck. And you, uh, for instance, so that felt a bit not as smooth as it could be. Other than that, um, the game is great, and I can highly recommend it for uh, any point and click adventure game lover. Okay, that sounds good. So it seems to be like an uh, update of what Quest for Glory might be if it were made today. That it, you mentioned it's a, it's a hybrid, but then that before the combat that you auto save, and it seems to be like a modern game, but a love letter to Quest for Glory. Uh, so w- w- would you say that? Would you say that's like an updated version of what Quest for Glory might be? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah that, that that you could say that. Yeah, yeah. And how long did it take you to to finish the game? To to play um, the game? Well, the game was challenging, not too challenging, but there were a few puzzles that uh, that that had me stumped or took me uh, a bit longer. Um, all in all, I played the game. I finished it last uh, last night, and I played it for twenty two hours. Wow! So that's fairly that's fairly <laughs> that's long. That's long. That's long for an adventure game these days. Yeah. Um, I, I reloaded a few a few things uh, to try something else, uh, try a different uh, different choice. Uh, but all in all, um, I I also I must say I wasted a f- some time 
because I thought I had to do something before I moved on to the next quest, which turned out to be uh, just a misinterpretation of a text of mine. Uh, uh, so I could have just moved on instead of uh, spending two hours looking for something that wasn't there. So that was my bad. Uh, but well, uh, puzzles, so the puzzles are good. The, the, uh, so the puzzles. Uh, so what type of puzzles were there in the in the game? Then, generally speaking, were they inventory puzzles or were they environment puzzles or a bit of uh, everything. Logic. A bit okay. of everything. There is some, um, some uh, uh, you have to find some items. Um, there is a puzzle later in the game where you have to make a recipe uh, or you have to make a dish based on a recipe and you have to do that in the correct way. And it's not, it's all, most of them are not that difficult. There's, mm. there's a lot of logic behind them, thank, uh, thank goodness. The, the one that got me stuck for for a bit at the end that was uh, that was a bit a bit more difficult because i was thinking in the right direction but not thinking in the right way to solve the right. puzzle right so. well, that's happened to me a number of times in other games yeah. as well but and is there any do the characters give any hints so say if uh, if you're on a puzzle and you're nearly stuck or anything or uh, yeah there are occasions or in the environment or yeah, there are occasional moments where um, either Dark himself or other characters or the description of something will give you uh, an idea for where to go. Uh, for instance, um, I think that happened in the second, during the second quest where Dark, you leave the Mage's Tower and Dark says, well, I'd better do this first because that seemed really important. So you automatically do that first, uh, but that doesn't happen okay. all too often. It's not like it's annoying or anything. Um, and there's right. uh, there's there's some humor in there too. There are some fun and funny um, fictional or uh, uh, fairy tale characters, uh, and I don't mean like Red Riding Hood or anything, but goblins, uh, flying uh, flying birdmen, um, uh, evil priestesses, uh, you know that that kind of stuff. Um, okay. So, yeah, because I wanted to ask you, because when I spoke with uh, the writer, he was really, really funny. You know, I spent most of the interview laughing, at, uh, and he was very witty. So, uh, and then, of course, the Quest for Glory games are, you know, very funny and a lot of puns as well, a lot of jokes. Uh, is the humor similar uh, to Quest for Glory, or is this game more serious? There is some seriousness so, here, because the main plot is pretty serious, mm-hmm. but there is a, a lot of dry humor in there. And okay. um, some... Uh, some visual humor, um, that kind of stuff. Um, there are some characters that bring uh, that bring some humor in there, so, but it's it's well balanced. It's not like uh, it's it's not. I would not call this a comedic game like Larry, Larry uh, the latest Leisure Shoot Larry. <laughs> that was purely uh, that they went Somebody. for the laughs. This is just uh, um, a fantasy game that has the uh, occasional moments of humor or funny dialogue and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, that uh, that is. Um, it's in there, but it's it's a it's a dry sense of humor. Okay, sounds good. And then with the with the story, you know, you mentioned it took you twenty two hours to play the game. Uh, were, were you interested in the in the story all the way through, or do you think it maybe could have been shortened or longer, or did you want it to be? No, the story uh, is uh, story is pretty straightforward. Uh, so you have this um, um, prologues, uh, let me call it that way, bef- uh, mm-hmm. up until the um, you get the, assigned the quests. Then you have the three chapters of the quests, and then you have the finale. And, and the finale uh, has a nice twist in it. They play with your expectations in a really nice way. It's not a, a twist as good as in Unavowed, but it's very well done. <laughs> so, um, and I have a feeling that they talk about the mythology of this 
of this country, I kind of, I, I almost have the feeling that the, the land is called Igenor, and I have a feeling like it's almost as if it's some some kind of post-apocalyptic Earth, because they 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 talk about the past and when people were inventing things and they are no longer allowed to do that. So it's almost I got a feeling. I don't know if it's true, but I got a feeling like they 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 took uh, um, an Earth-like uh, uh, world. And took it back to the Middle Ages, but then with fantasy, something Ooh. like that. That's the that's a bit of the feeling I got. I might be completely wrong, but it doesn't matter because the story is good. <laughs> yeah, that definitely sounds very interesting. I I'm really curious about it, and I believe that adventure gamers say that this is the first great adventure game released in 2019. So um, it's one. I believe it's definitely up there so far yeah. as one possible. Would you say it's possible contender? I know the year was still only in March, but do you think that it may be up there for adventure game of the year? Or um... it's, it's hard to tell this early. Exactly. I, yeah, would I, not, <laughs> I would not be surprised if this makes the top ten. Okay. It's right. it's very well executed. Also, a fun throwback is the uh, experience points because in the top right corner you see you start with zero out of five hundred, mm-hmm. uh, like in the old Sierra games. Yeah, and I yeah, think yeah. every every 50, uh, 50 exp- experience points you rise a level and you get you get to uh, become a bit better. I ended the game with four hundred and forty three out of five hundred experience points. Ooh, so I don't, I missed some things. I have no clue what I've what I supposedly missed. Maybe that's a something. Side quest or something or. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, but I don't get the idea that I did. But okay, well, maybe in a second playthrough you might find something see, different. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it does invite you to uh, to play to replay the game and try some some different things. So yeah, I think a lot of adventure gamers, point and click adventure gamers, will enjoy this game. Cool. And maybe with the choices, maybe maybe that's why. Uh, do you think that you said you went back and replayed based on other choices? Did, did the choices matter as such? Because that's one kind of criticism that people have say the Telltale games and other games like this that the choices I mean I just kind of disagree but do you think that the choices uh, matter in this game like do you think it was worth going back and replaying or does it I, th- I think so I think so um, but I don't know for sure because of the choices I made let me to this end I've only had one ending here uh, but right. I do think that if I had made some other choices along the way and uh, I would have gotten some different uh, different things happening to me, and not necessarily in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm really curious to to try whenever I have the time. Uh, but so it's p- positive review then of mages, and also final question I want to ask is coming back to me. You mentioned it's a throwback to oh, Quest for Glory and Sierra, but it's an updated. Do you think that? maybe gamers who haven't played those games, so say somebody who's never played a Sierra game, do you think that they would enjoy it just as much? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. That's good to hear. So, yeah. okay, so the, so what's the name of the game, the game again for if people? That is Mages Initiation, Reign of the Elements by um, <clears throat> Himalaya Studios. Yeah, and Reign of the Elements, Reign is spelled R-E-I-N, in case R-E-I-N. people... <laughs> I G G N. Sorry, no, not R E O. I can't spell, and it's right in front of me. R E I G N. <laughs> exactly. So that was Thomas Bex, who gave a glowing review for Major's Initiation: Reign of the Elements by Himalaya Studios. So if you get a chance to check it out, we would recommend that you do so. 
And now I had spoken about two games, but as you could probably tell again, the sound of my end wasn't the best, so I will speak about those two games in two weeks when I hope at least that the sound will be better, but hopefully that issue has been resolved fully now. And so it's a shorter than usual episode this week, but before I go, there's another piece of adventure game news that I forgot to mention before, and that is that Lucas Pope, the developer of Return of the Obra Dinn, he won two awards in the IGF Awards. He won the Excellence in Narrative, and he also won the Seamus McNally Grand Prize, a top prize in the IGF Awards. This is his second time winning that award. He previously won it in 2013 for Papers, Please, and he won it again for Return of the Oprah Din. So huge congratulations to him, and well-deserved. And so next week I will be joined by Nathan Hamley, who will speak about his new game, Guard Duty. So it'll be a longer episode then. So until then, I'll speak to you next week. So take care. So if you like the Adventure Games podcast, then please subscribe, rate and review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please leave a review on iTunes if you can, as every review helps and reviews will help get the word out, especially for adventure game developers who appear on the podcast. Now, you can also follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at Advent Game Pod. You can follow me on Facebook at Adventure Games Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Adventure Games Podcast as well. And we're also on Discord at Adventure Games Podcast. So if you are a adventure game developer or a adventure game player, you can follow us there. So again, please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you believe may enjoy it and you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com so until next time thank you